We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. jump into our predictions ryan we're gonna we're gonna do what we always do right we're gonna give our prediction break down how you see the game playing out and then we'll hand out some game balls and no such but we'll we'll get to the game balls and storylines first ryan but to be or in, in a minute but let's begin with you giving us your score prediction and how you see this game playing out yeah i, I think this game is gonna be a little bit lower score than some people think i've seen people you know say like you know 38 to 35 and 41 mm-hmm. to 35 i've seen a lot of like really high scoring predictions on the national media perspective and just kind of around i think this one's gonna be a little bit low scoring because the way i look at this game brian for me is that ohio state has a really good defense really good defense i think notre dame has a good defense and i also think that ohio state has some sh- some offensive sh- limitate i don't want to say limitations some offensive struggles that they're still kind of working through right offensive line is still growing developing quarterback is still getting more and more acclimated and, and better from a snap to snap perspective so i just think this game's gonna be a little bit of a low scoring affair i think it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring so i went 27 21 notre dame i think that this game is going to be defined by the big moments, by the money plays in this one. I think this is going to be a very highly contested game. I actually think Notre Dame is going to get off to a pretty good start, but I think it's going to be pretty back and forth through the entirety of the game. I just think Notre Dame is going to make a big play when it matters most in the end to solidify this victory, and that's going to be the difference in this game. So a little bit low scoring, 27-21 Irish over Ohio State at home. So, Ryan, if, if, if the game goes how you think it's going to go, who gets at the end of the game when we're doing our post game show? Who yep. are you handing your offensive game ball out to, and why? Sam Hartman is my guy this week. I I feel like I've done you know I think I, it was Chris Tyree. I think I said last week, the week before mm-hmm. it was Aldrick Gastame. This and they is both Sam were Hartman. in the conversation for that. Chris Tyree had two huge plays early against. I mean, he only caught two passes for eighty eight yards, but he scores. He converts a third nine on drive two to set up a touchdown. Drive three, he goes seventy six yards and basically puts the game away. I mean, NC, you know, Central Michigan kind of did a couple things and all that, but like Tyree early on was a big reason why that game got out of hand early. So yep. yes, those have been pretty good the last two weeks. I'm backing you up. I, 
I think Notre Dame is going to have some struggles offensively at times this week because I think that Ohio State's defense is a very good unit. Like, Ohio State's going to get theirs defensively. Tommy Eichenberg is going to make some plays. Denzel Burke, I'm sure, is going to make some plays. The defensive line is going to make some plays. I think Notre Dame is going to have to kind of gut this one out a little bit, you know, kind of grind this one out at times. But I think that this game is going to be defined by Sam Hartman making a couple huge plays when it matters most, that money moments in this football game. So although I think I wouldn't be surprised if Audrick Estime has a good football game, I wouldn't be surprised if a wide receiver breaks through, but I think this one's going to be about Sam Hartman, and he's going to be the main takeaway in this football game offensively, is that the difference between the 2023 Notre Dame team and what we've seen the last couple years is that Notre Dame has a quarterback that I think will not melt in those big moments, yeah. or at least will pull the trigger in those biggest moments. So Sam Hartman, I think, has a, a couple of huge plays in this football game that are the separator in the end for Notre Dame. I I like it. I like it. Let's go on the other side of the ball, Ryan. If Notre Dame wins the game the way that you think it will, at the end of the game, when we get together for our post-game show, who do you predict you're going to be handing your game ball out to and why? Maris Loyfell is my guy this week. I think it's the first time I've actually picked Maris to be the player of the game defensively for this season. I think that this is a game where Maris has a chance to make some playmaking moments in this football game. Because we know the difference is going to be established line of scrimmage, be able to stop the run, be able to force Kyle McCord into some bad mistakes. I think the great thing about Maris, because the way I look at it is Notre Dame stops the run. Maybe J.D. Bertrand's just rock solid in the middle, right? Like he's taking on blocks, getting off blocks, making some plays, doing his thing, right? But it can go a little bit under the radar at times because it's just like he does a lot of the dirty work. Same thing with some of the interior defensive linemen I feel like could have like that type of moment. Maris Loifal, I think, has the playmaking potential and the speed to make some difference-making plays. Maybe it's chasing down a screen on the perimeter. Maybe it's getting a big pressure on Kyle McCord to force an errant pass. Maybe it's just him intercepting a football in this one and maybe spying and being able to make those money plays or those, those flashy plays. I think that he's going to be, make some game, some big time plays. I think JD's just going to be have a rock solid, good football game in the middle if they win this game. But I think Maris Lloyd foul, maybe a tackle for loss, maybe a sack, maybe an interception pass breakup, whatever it is. I think he has a chance to neutralize one spot that I think that you need to have answers for not only run the football, but also, Kate Stover as a bigger yeah. as a bigger tight end in this in you know working into the slot and in line. Do you have a guy that can match up from a length perspective and running backs also? They're going to yeah. do some stuff to get the backs, and that's going to be Maris that's going to have to make a lot of those plays. There's their their team likes to run the screen game, Ryan. Uh, they do. We know that's another one where Maris can have a big impact. I spot on. We, we we just talked about how important winning the space game is in this one, right? Yeah. Now, tackling in space. Maris Loifau is the guy that is your rangiest linebacker, that guy that can play out in space a ton if he's playing good football. If Maris Loifau has a good, decisive game that we've seen most of what he's done this year, he's had a really good year so far, I think he has a chance to be a difference maker and create some game-changing plays in this one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. I, I want to go here, and this is what I'm going to say about the prediction, Ryan. I, I don't disagree. I think it'll be a lower-scoring game than people think. I think it's especially going to be a lower-scoring game early. I just have a feeling that both teams are just going to defensively are going to come out flying around, creating stops. You have like a big play of each side. will have like a big play or two to kind of sets up. I'm seeing like, like a 13 to 10 game in the first half, something like that. I do yeah. think the offenses get rolling a little bit in the second half. Uh, and and with the big plays and and I really think this is going to come down to a trench game and and I think Notre Dame is going to be able to get it done. I'm going 31-27 Notre Dame. Uh, you know, part of me, Ryan. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. When I this prediction is based off of what the matchup looks like, and the reason I'm going 31-27 is because outside of the Michigan game last year, when Ohio State's lost, you've had to score to beat them. I mean, they scored 41 against Georgia in a loss. They scored 28 against Oregon two years ago, 27 against Michigan, you know, two years ago. Uh, even even some of the games, like I think the only game that they've really been truly dominated and held under 20 in a loss was uh, Oklahoma back in, what, 17, 16, what, the year they lost at home to Oklahoma. Yep. I believe that's the last time that in a regular season game they've been held to under 20 and, and, and lost the game. So I think you've got a score to really beat this football team. And, and I'm not saying they got to score 40, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going 31 27 in this particular game. I think it's going to take a while for Notre Dame's offensive line to assert itself. I think it's going to take them a little while to, to really get going, get comfortable, get a read on what Ohio State's doing. 
but um, you know I, that's kind of where I where I where I come up with my score. Ryan is I just I think it's going to be a slugfest early. I think Notre Dame's going to be able to to wear Ohio State down a little bit in the second half. That's going to open up some big plays, and and I see it being a game where Notre Dame's up, you know, twenty four to actually. I'm going to amend my score based on how I see it playing. I'm going to go 31 to 28 because I see it being like a 24, 20 game. Like you said, Notre Dame makes a big stop, goes down and scores. Ohio state comes back, goes for two, right? So like where it's a, yeah. it's a slug fest and Notre Dame just has to make that one stop. It's 24, 20 to where yes, they take a 31, 20 lead, but it's, it's not like a game they've been dominating by double digits, the whole game, like NC state was. And then that's just kind of the thing that kind of puts it away. You've got to get that big second half stop, and and I'm and I'm going with Notre Dame for being able to do that one. In this right. case, that's that's my that's my prediction on on how I see the game matched up, Ryan. If it goes that way, uh, my game ball. I'm with you. It goes to Sam Hartman. I I just yeah. don't see Notre Dame being able to win this game without him making some big time throws. And maybe we give the game ball to the receiver who maybe makes the most plays or whatever. But I think it's going to come down to Sam Hartman's presence is going to be so important, not just for throwing the football, but if Audric goes off, like you said, it's going to be because Sam Hartman came out early and and had success throwing the football, which yep. uh, which then opens up what I predict happens in the second half, which is they start leaning on Ohio State a little bit. It'll be something along those lines. And so that's how I see the game playing out defensively. If Notre Dame wins this game, you know, you're going to need safeties and Maris is going to have to do well, J.D., but I think somebody on the edge has to really step up and just make some disruptive impact plays, and I'm going Jordan Patejo on this one. Like, he's been pretty quiet this year from a pass rushing standpoint. He's been pretty good against the run, Ryan. I mean, he, he really has been pretty stout against the run this year, but he hasn't made a ton of impact in the pass game. Yeah. I think that changes in this game, and, and I think we so. see the guy, and again, fingers crossed, I think we see more of the guy that we saw late last year against Syracuse and against South Carolina and, and BC when he just was just a, a disruptive force. I, I, you know, again, that might be a little bit of wishful thinking, but that's how I think it's going to go. I think he's going to have to have a big game, you know, a couple sacks, maybe a strip sack, you know, making some really strong plays on the edge against the run when Ohio State's, Ohio State's trying to do their boundary runs and, and their boundary stretch, he's going to make some plays in that regard. So I think I think he's going to have a, a big game. But I I could see Maris being that guy. I could see Riley Mills being that guy. I could see Xavier Watts being that guy. I could see, you know, Cam Hart, you know, being that guy. They're going to need a lot of guys to step up. But I think Jordan's the one that's yeah. going to make those really big, important pass rush plays. It's going to be huge in this game against what two tackles and honestly should not be able to block him for four for four quarters. If Notre Dame can't get some edge rush in this game, I'm going to be very concerned about their ability to go out and win some of these bigger games down the stretch because USC is going to have better tackles than Ohio State. Clemson's going to have better tackles than Ohio State. Georgia's going to have better tackles than Ohio State. I mean, Texas is going to have better tackles than Ohio State. So if you're not able to get some sort of edge rush in this game, it, it, it could be a it could be a problem moving forward. Let me say this, Ryan. I just have a I have a strange feeling that at the end of the game, this won't be a, this won't be a, like that's my prediction on, on breaking the game down and all that. But I just got this weird feeling that a lot of times the games like this, it just doesn't end the way we think it's going to end. Somebody kind of just pulls away in the four. Like we think of like the, the LSU Florida state game. Yep. And we all talk about how, Oh man, Florida state dominated LSU. And it's like LSU led at halftime. And if it wasn't for getting stopped inside the five might've led by, 
10 at halftime. You, you know what I mean? Team, like, then a team catches momentum in the second half. and it Yeah, and just rolls it a little bit more than you think it does. Like, like to me, it's kind of like the Wisconsin game from two years ago, right? Like, that was way different than the NC State game. 41-14 or something like 13, that, 13, right? yeah. It was, it, it was like the NC State game, Notre Dame won the game ultimately like they should have. I mean, they were, as I broke down, they were winning by double digits for like over 36 minutes of that game. Over half the game, they had a double-digit lead. And and then they did in the second half what they're supposed to do. The Wisconsin game was more of like that back to back and forth battle, and then Notre Dame yep. poured it on late. I could see something like that happening one way or the other, but I but I do believe that for most of this game, it's going to be a very competitive game, if I not agree. the entire game. You know, yep. but uh, I don't see this being like the Clemson game last year. I just don't. I think Ohio State is better quarterback. They're much better at receiver. You know, I, I don't anticipate there being forty mile an hour winds, that type of thing. You know, like that 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 can somewhat limit those those pass plays. I think this is going to be a dog fight, but I just kind of got this weird feeling, like just sometimes in these regular season games, just the ball bounces a certain way for one team over the other, and they end up they end up steamrolling. And I'm hoping that the team that takes advantage of that is Notre Dame, right? Sure. But that's just sometimes how these games tend to go, where it's yeah. the final score is not necessarily indicative of how the game got played for most of the game. So I could see that. So if we we come out of this game at the end of the at the end of the day, Ryan and Notre Dame does have the win. What's the big storyline going to be about? Not so much the big picture thing we've talked about that, but what's the storyline about what we saw from Notre Dame that allowed them to win this football game? I I think aggressiveness is the thing that we'll we'll take away on both sides of the football. I think that that's one key thing is that. Notre Dame in big games seems to kind of curl up into a ball at times. Right. And, and just kind of be really like just gun shy, you know? And, and I think that that's the big thing that I want to see, especially early on in this game is if you're Jared Parker, do you come out and try to take a, a little bit of a shot? Not, not saying like a, you know, outside deep shot, but I'm saying like create an explosive play in the passing game defensively. Do you take a little bit of a, a chance and, and try to, you know, force Kyle McCord into a, in, into a bad decision early on in this football game? Like I think aggressiveness is going to be the big thing. Cause I think that's one thing outside of just kind of the swagger. I think that this is sometimes in the big games, man, is I think that Notre Dame has just been very like, Let's let's be let's be afraid to make a mistake at times, right? Instead of being aggressive and trying to make a play. So I think aggressiveness. I think that Notre Dame is going to come out in this game if they win, because that they were not afraid to make a big play. And I think that that's been missing at times for this program. And I think if Notre Dame is going to change that, change the the narrative around the program right now, it's going to be because on Saturday they come out and they say, "We know you're good. We know you've been good for a long time now." But we're going to come out and we're going to be the aggressor here. We're not going to be a team that just wants to stay even and then just try to hopefully gut one out in the end. We're going to be the aggressive team that says we're dictating the te- the pace and tempo of this football game. That's what I hope to see, aggressiveness. For me, Ryan, if, if the storyline will be if Notre Dame does win this game, if they win the game the way that you think they're going to win the game, if they win the game that I think they're going to win the game, it's going to be the 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 national storyline is going to be wow, Notre Dame has a lot better athletes than we thought because of all the things you and I talked about. Why well, this Batelho kid's actually pretty darn good on the edge. This Luafau kid is really athletic. Man, there are corners that everyone should know about that doesn't. Oh, well, those guys are really good. Yeah, Marvin did this, but those guys, man, those guys went toe to toe and 
and won their fair share. Of the, but the, who's this Tobias Merriweather? Who's where? Where'd Chris Tyree come from? I thought he was a running back. Like it'll be stuff like that, Ryan. To me, yeah. where yep. even if it's a 27-21 game, like you predicted, it's going to have to be because Tobias beat Denzel Burke on a post. Tyree beat a guy in space. Holden Stace makes a big play. You know, it, you're just not going to get 27 points by chunking it four yards, you know, five yards, seven yards. You're going to have some guys that make plays. Your defensive players are definitely going to have to make plays if you're going to win this game 27-21. And I think that's going to be the big storyline is people are going to be surprised again uh, at the athleticism the Notre Dame has because we see this all the time, right? I remember all the talk, trash talk I heard you know, from the, in the Clemson game tw- coming into 2019 was, you know, hey, look, you guys are nothing but a trench team. You guys are all about lion play. And, and, and I'll say this, Georgia fans talk trash, but it was in a, it was in a, I shouldn't even say talk trash. It was a, a very respectful conversation, but it was like, look, all you guys had in 2017 was your lines. I mean, you couldn't, we won that game because we had the better athletes and it's true. Your receivers couldn't make plays in the fourth quarter. Javon Wims and Terry, uh, Terry Godwin did. Right. Yep. And, and your quarterback couldn't make throws in the fourth quarter. Jake Fromm did. Right. Godwin, man. He yeah. Was a football player. He had that yeah. great one handed touchdown catch against Julian Love. I was sick. While, yeah. while Notre Dame receivers are out there dropping third and tens, hitting them right in the chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. in 2019, the biggest storyline coming out of that game that Georgia fans were surprised by is like, wow, your corners are really athletic. Your receipt, Chase Claypool's a stud. Right. Like it was, man, your DNs are really athletic. It was that, that was the storyline that, that was coming out of that game. And, and, you know, that's what this, it's going to be in this game. If Notre Dame wins this football game, it's going to be, wow, this team has better athletes than we thought. We all know that, but I think that's going to be the national storyline coming out of it. And they can't win without being aggressive and physical and the line's got to play well. But if Notre Dame goes out there and runs the ball on, it's like, yeah, it's Notre Dame. Of course they ran the ball on him. Right. Sure. And if they beat them the way that they beat Clemson last year, it's like, yeah, you know, just was one of those off days for Ohio State. But, you know, Notre Dame's really good in the trenches. It's going to be the skilled players are going to have to make those plays to win this game. And if they win that way, it's going to be Notre Dame's the same, just maybe a little bit better what they usually do. And Ohio State's right. not quite as good. That's going to be that, If Notre right. Dame wins like that, it, that's a, yeah. that's the storyline right there, Ryan. It's Well, this right. isn't as good of an Ohio State team as we thought. But but if Notre yeah. Dame makes some explosive plays out wide and maybe a corner makes a big play and an interception, then it's like, oh, Notre right. Dame's a little bit of a different football team than they typically right. are, aren't they? They have a little right. bit more speed, a little bit more playmaking right. potential. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. Exactly. So that's our predictions for this game, Ryan. A lot of those same predictions in there. We're going to answer some Super Chats here about this matchup. And then when we're done with the Super Chats... We're going to go into some – we're going to talk some some national games here as well. But we do have some super chats I want to get to and some some comments and some questions. Did have a comment here from OC Irish fan. He says, IB Nation, this is what we've been waiting for for, 30, for the past 30 years. Coach Freeman has reshaped and installed a mindset to produce and deliver championship-quality teams now and for the future. Well, if that is true, OC Irish fan, this is the game where it becomes evident, right? Yes. Because Marcus Freeman, we're not all clamoring for Marcus Freeman to restore Notre Dame to its former glory so that they can beat NC State and beat Central Michigan, right? That's what you're that's the minimum of what you're supposed to do. When you're the head coach of Notre Dame, the expectation is that you win these games. That's the difference. And um they're they're gonna get their shot to do it. Agreed. We had a super chat from here. We go, Ryan. We go, let's get rocking here. We go a couple, couple the super chat, and then a comment from from Paul Guard. 
Paul Guard says, and Paul, thank you so much for the super chat. Very much appreciated. Season ticket holder went to every home game for 36 years, moved to Arizona in 2015, went to the Fiesta Bowl that year. 88 Miami was last time I was excited for a game. I dislike Ohio yeah. State very much. You know, it's kind of wild, Ryan, but I mean, this is, there's a lot of, I think that's what, that's the Marcus Freeman impact going into the game. We're going to see how people feel coming out of it, you know, whether it's confirmed or they're just like same old, same old Notre Dame or whatever. Uh, But that's the excitement that Marcus Freeman has generated is the fact that this is, this is the most confident, like genuinely confident that Notre Dame fans are going into a game like this. There's no doubt about it. Paul also had a comment, uh, Ryan, as well, that I'll give him since he did give us a big super chat and give him this one as well. Very much appreciated. So tired of Ohio State. I don't even want this to be close. Let's play up to their potential and dominate. If Notre Dame dominates Ohio State, again, I'm I'm not predicting it, but if they dominate Ohio State in a a truly dominant game, not like last year's Clemson game, Ryan, where it's like blocked pawn, pick six, like things that aren't necessarily replicable. You know, Ohio State plays just bad. You know, Kyle McCord's got a wide open pocket and just throws into the flats, like just makes a dumb decision and you get picked, you know, gets picked a pick six where it's not really like you, it's more like them. Then the narrative is Ohio State's not very good. But if Notre Dame dominates Ohio State and you, you, you and I both know the difference between those two things, then that is going to be, that would be an earthquake in college football. It really would. Like Notre Dame beating Ohio State in a well-fought game where both teams play well is going to be a big of enough shockwave. If Notre Dame domi- truly dominates Ohio State, it is going to be. I mean, it, I, I don't see it happening, right? I mean, is it could so it happen in, in chat seismic? Like it, it's, yeah. it's almost you almost can't quantify what it would mean for Notre Dame, honestly. If they did it, that, you ever see the know? movie Twenty like, Twelve? You ever see the movie no. Twenty Twelve with John Cusack? It's like a movie about the world coming to an end, and there's a there's a tectonic shift of the Earth that okay. just completely reshapes the Earth. Right? Yeah. This is kind of what's happening in college football right now, Ryan. With what we're seeing, you know, Texas beating Oklahoma or Alabama, and then Alabama struggling against South. Like Alabama looks like mortal for the first time yeah. in forever. Right? Where yeah. where they they were mortal in past years, but it was like you know barely lost to LSU, barely lost to Tennessee, and you know they're right. down years eleven and two and. You know, they're still really good and, and and those type of things. And, and you know, Clemson gets beat by Duke. N- let me rephrase. Clemson gets smashed by Duke in the second half of that game. You yep. go Notre Dame pounds Ohio State. Like, we're talking about a seismic, like, you know, the tectonic plates on earth just completely reshuffling, and the college football world is no longer the same. Right. We've seen that outside of college football with NIL and transfer port and all this kind of stuff that just changed the game. But coming into this year, it's still Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. It's still those teams. Clemson was considered a top five team. Bama already has a loss. Clemson already has a loss. If Notre Dame can give Ohio State a loss and do so in impressive fashion, then I think that's what we're going to see in college football. It's one thing for Michigan to beat them twice. It's a completely other thing for them to now come out and get smacked by Notre Dame. That that's one of those things where like blood's in the water now. Because yep. what Ohio State's done in the Big Ten is a lot like what USC did in the Pac twelve for years. And even when USC didn't have great teams, they still kept dominating the Pac twelve until like they had some of those real really like, wow, did Stanford just literally beat USC? Did that 
Tavita Pritchard Stanford team that Notre Dame's three and nine beat later in the year at Stanford really beat USC. And it's like, once that happened, it's like people weren't scared of them anymore. Right. And that's, what's happening to Alabama. People aren't scared of them anymore. And so you're not getting that. Oh crap. We've got to play a perfect game now. And that's what could happen if Notre Dame dominates Ohio state. I just can't, if I were to predict that that's the a hundred percent thousand percent Homer take. Sure. Right now, could something like that happen? Yeah, but that that for Notre Dame to dominate Ohio State, it would have to be about Ohio State just playing bad as well as Notre Dame playing great. I don't think Notre Dame can play great and Ohio State plays well and Notre Dame wins forty four to twenty, unless it's like you know one of those Wisconsin games from two years ago, right? You get a pick six, Ohio State's you know you're up you're up twenty seven twenty late in the game, Ohio State's driving, three minutes left, you get a pick six for a touchdown. Now the Buckeyes are really in trouble. There's 30 seconds left. They're running around. Ball comes out. You pick it up, run it back. 41 to 20. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't really – it was a great game until like that very end. Like yeah. that's the only way I could see Notre Dame really doing pulling away unless Ohio State just plays bad. Sure. And then that has a little bit of a difference. It's like, hey, it's Ohio State team just not that good. You know, um, but if Notre Dame just – if Notre Dame forces that on them where they're just – Kyle McCord doesn't play well because he's harassed the whole game. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference, Ryan, between Notre Dame winning convincingly because you dominated. Travion Henderson's just getting consumed. And you know what? Here's an example. 2017 USC. That necessarily that wasn't necessarily USC not playing well. That was just Notre Dame came out and just overwhelmed them from jump. Like, that's it'd be something like that. But I just, I don't think, I don't, this Ohio State team to me is not that. It's they're just not that USC team. I just I have a hard time believing, although in my gut I want it to happen, right? Because I don't think I can handle 60 minutes of tight football. I'm afraid my you know my heart's gonna explode. I want this game to be over quick. I just don't see that happening, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. All right, let's get to a few more here. We had a super chat from Dave Super Chat, super chat from David Carpenter. I ha- thank you so much, David, as always. I have to head to a meeting and plan on watching this when I get back later. However, I'm pumped and wanted to per- participate with a prediction. Notre Dame 31, Ohio State 27, one fumble recovery and one tipped interception. He and I are close. I was actually my original score, Ryan, but I ended up going to 31-28 uh, for, my, for my final one. But yeah, very close, David. Very close. Thank you for that. Nick Rowland with the Super Chat. Thank you, Nick. Hey guys, looking forward to Saturday. Maybe I'm trying to see something I don't, but I've always gotten the vibe that Ryan Day looks at Notre Dame in a condescending manner. Am I being ridiculous? I don't think you're being ridiculous. I also don't think that that's necessarily what he's doing. I think that's just kind of how Ryan Day is. He just kind of has that very dry, matter-of-fact way of talking. I don't think it's intentional disrespect. I think it can come across that way if you're not used to watching him all the time. That's what I think. I, I wouldn't say condescending. I do think that Ryan Day probably looks Notre Dame as the inferior team compared yes. to what his program is, yes. right? That's not necessarily condescending, though. It's just you feel like you're superior, right. which and you should down a couple pegs. In that, and in he that should. Yep. He should feel that way. Like, I don't think he – like, the things he said about Notre Dame, I don't view as, like, the things he said about Michigan, right? Right. 
when the people first were like hyper focusing yeah. on the one thing he said where he was like we're going to come out to win the football game it was just like what did you want him to say that they're right. going to lose the football game right like, he's going to kick our butts like <laughs> right. no I, I just i just think he has one of those personalities that just um he's just kind of a arrogant kind of you know what and i just think he the way he talks it just He's just being normal and giving, you know, whatever. And it, if you don't know him and you're not around him, it can come across that way. Very, absolutely. I just think he, he cut. Yeah. I don't think it's specific to Notre Dame. I just think that's kind of how Ryan Day is, in my opinion. I, I, and I, I don't I even do, mean that disrespectfully or as a shot or I mean, it's just his personality. You know, I do hate his beard, though. I do hate his beard. I will not yeah. It's, lie it's uh, pretty lame. Pretty lame. <laughs> it's it's really like, look, man, if you got some gray going in, just let it go, man. There's, it's, there's no pride. There's, there's no, there's just, you know, let, let it happen, man. Let it, let it go. I, I, I know it's, I know it's a personal decision, but like, you know, just gonna let the gray come out when it comes it's out. It's all I good. Mean, it's already coming out, so I shouldn't say when it comes out, but you know, yeah. it's out. We had another super chat from Michael S. who says, "I'll be over the Atlantic toward Italy for forty for my forty second anniversary at kickoff." Here's hoping Sunday morning in Venice, I'll have a bonus celebration in a gondola on the Grand Canal. That'd be pretty amazing, Michael S. And hey, ha- uh, congratulations on the anniversary. Absolutely. Yeah. That's big. My parents just had their 48th this past April. So, man, it is that's an impressive one, Michael. Very impressive. Congratulations. Safe travels. And I, I, I mean, where else? It'd be a great place to, you know, you're in Italy and you wake up and Notre Dame beat Ohio State. That'd be pretty Pretty excellent. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely incredible. And I've never been on a gondola or been to Italy. So that is a couple buckets. Yeah, same. There, so I've never, I've, I've been to Canada for like a day in high, for part of our high school senior trip. Mm-hmm. And I've been in Mexico uh, as part of a cruise. I've been in Belize and Honduras as part of a cruise. That's, and then I went to Barbados for our honeymoon. I've never been to like Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia. My wife was in Australia was actually like right when COVID hit in 2020. So there was like some concern if they'd like let her back into the country. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, man, um, no, never been. Congratulations. My wife says it's, it's beautiful there. She's Italian. So of course she's been, she's been there. So, yeah. All right. Let's get back to some more here, Ryan, before we get to our, our game previews. Benjamin White says, say it loud, say it proud. The Irish are going to win. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Benjamin. Appreciate you. Michael S. with a super chat. Thank you, Michael. Says Ryan Day in press conference seemed very confident, almost dismissal, dismissive of Notre Dame capabilities compared to Ohio State. I saw that. And and again, I, I can see why people would take it that way. I don't think Ryan Day has a great deal of respect for Notre Dame, but I just think that's how yeah. he communicates. And honestly, he shouldn't have a great – I mean, if you're an Ohio State fan, you're looking at it like this. We didn't even play that well against you guys last year and beat you 21-10. to 10. And that's true. Like part of it was Notre Dame playing well, but part of it too was just Ohio State didn't play great either, you know. And and so I I would I would not have a lot of respect for Notre Dame if I was him either. Now Notre Dame's got to go out there and earn it. Respect is earned, right? And and Notre Dame hasn't earned it in this in this type of stage. Just like Michigan didn't earn that respect. Why does Ohio State have a different opinion of of Michigan now, as far as the football team, not the rivalry and all that, but just the football team? Why? Because Michigan earned it. Sure. They was they were contemptuous of Michigan because why they beat them for like what fourteen out of fifteen years, and the only year that they didn't beat Michigan was like the Luke Fickle year between Tressel and Urban Meyer. When they were like but Michigan said, okay, we want yeah. you to respect us. We're going to earn it. Notre Dame has to earn it, and and they that that happens on Saturday. 
We had two super chats from Paul Olmstead. I think he wanted to get to his second question. We appreciate you for both of them, buddy. But let's go ahead and get to his second one where we uh, can answer his question. Paul says, if Audric Estime gets over 100 yards, does Notre Dame win? I would say yes, because that means that you're able to establish a running identity, which means you're probably able to throw the football as well if you're able to run that well. So, yes, I will say yes, they win the football game. I would lean towards that unless the 100 is like he has 105 yards and he has like a 75-yard touchdown run. Right, because like like I said, look, one seventy-five yard touchdown run is great, you know. But UMass had an eighty-two yard touchdown run against Notre Dame in twenty fifteen and lost by forty. Right, sure. like if it's one, if it's a hundred, if it's one hundred and fifteen, hundred twenty yards, because it's just, and his longest run is like twenty. Yeah, they win that game. I think they win that game. To your point, Ryan. But so the context of the hundred over hundred yards would matter. You know, if they're down, like you know, a perfect example, Ryan is is Will Fuller goes for an 80-yard touchdown against Ohio State in 2015 Fiesta Bowl. You look at his numbers in the, the game, like, ah, Will Fuller did, got his thing. Well, it was like 38-21 to 21 when he made that play, and it was late in the game. The game was over. It, yeah. it wasn't really like a, you know, hey, but like, so if Audric rips off a 75-yard run for a touchdown, that puts him over 100, and it makes the game 41-31, to 31, you know, then then it doesn't matter. But I, I would tend to uh, say that if he gets over 100 and there's not that type of context, that yes, I would assume that that means Notre Dame won the game and, and played very well. I, I would. Because I, I don't think he get to your point, right? I don't think he can get over 100 if Sam Hartman's also not playing well. Right. That's, that's where I'm at. I agree. We had another super chat from Michael S. who says, when did JD go out with the injury in the North Carolina State game? Somewhere in the I don't think half, that he did. Right? Like it was a little. little I, I, I thought someone someone told me that they saw him on the sideline in the fourth quarter in street clothes. So okay, I don't remember that. Point, yeah, yeah, I don't remember that. I don't. I don't remember him going out against NC State. Yeah, I don't remember that. Here we go. I couldn't get that one up. Michael S said over the past. Thank you, Michael, again. Over the past two years, has Ohio State faced a quarterback as accomplished as Sam Hartman? First of all, Michael, I just want to say, man, you're going to go on your your uh, 42 year wedding anniversary trip, man. You need to be saving that dough for when you're on your trip. Has Ohio State faced a quarterback like Sam Hartman? Well, I mean, they they faced Stetson Bennett last year. You know, that's a that's a we're just talking about like full resume, like accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I mean, Stetson Bennett was defending national champion. I mean, that that sure. was that would be one. Um, you know, 2020, they played Mac Jones, right? I mean, so I mean, that'd be another one. Um, so I mean, but but regular season, no, they haven't really they haven't really faced a guy like 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 Hartman with his accomplishments that often, you know, yeah. like a, like I said, Stetson Bennett last year. Um, yeah, well, they definitely haven't faced anybody that has 120 career touchdown passes in yeah. the last two years going into that football game. Yeah, well, right. But to me, accomplished isn't just total number of yards. It's guys that are very, very good, and I think there are some guys that have done that. Certainly, I, but I nobody, nobody, nobody's faced though. a guy that's in, that in current. Nobody in current college football has faced a guy that's just as as um, seasoned <laughs> Sam Hartman mm. because of the NIL because of the uh, COVID stuff. If it wasn't for that 2020 COVID year, Sam Hartman's in the NFL right now playing for somebody. And then last super chat here. Eric O'Brien said, landed in Chicago this morning and just got to South Bend for the first time. Let's rock. Go Irish. Thank you for super chat, Eric. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. I had two questions here, Ryan, that I we're not doing a traditional mailbag, but two things I want to just 
kind of briefly touch on. We've got one from We Are In Our Marshall. He says, Brian, I think there's some valuable lessons from Georgia versus Ohio State. Georgia exposed them in several areas offensively. Does Parker take a similar approach? I, I don't – I mean, look, I, I get where you guys are coming from. People have asked us about Michigan last year, last two years. At the end of the day, Notre Dame's got to be true to themselves, right? Like, and And this is a different Ohio State team. Like last year, Ohio State in the last three games of the year gave up something like 320 yards per game through the air in their last three games. They gave up over 300 Maryland. They gave up almost 400 to to, um, uh, to Georgia. They gave up like 280 something like that to Michigan. This is a different team. I mean, it, it's not just it, the personnel is not all that different, right? I mean, you got a new corner who's a decent player and some younger guys in the rotation. But it's just they're a different team. They're they're in year two of the system. They're doing things differently now. They're not blitzing and pressuring as much as they were last year. They're just a different team. And so you can learn some things from maybe some some personnel vulnerabilities. But like let's say that George was able to pick on this particular DB. Well, what if that guy's a lot better this year? Right? Like if you're watching film of Notre Dame last year, who's the one guy on their front seven that you want to go after? Marist. Right. Like I'm going after Marist now. OK, do that now. I'm, I'm like, OK, yeah, do that now. I dare you to do that now because Marist isn't that same guy from last season. Right. And so, you know, Jaden Mickey's a guy that if I was watching film of last year, I'm going to go at him. He's been a lot better this year. So they're a different team. So you're going to look at things schematically. There's lessons to learn. But Notre Dame needs to spend more time focusing on what has made Ohio State so good in the first three games as opposed to trying to pull things from Georgia and Michigan because it goes back to this, Ryan. Notre Dame needs to just play their game. Their game. Georgia's strengths are different from Notre Dame's strengths. Michigan's strengths are different from Notre Dame's strengths. You can't just replicate what those other teams did. Otherwise, everybody would try to do what Michigan did, and Ohio State would lose all the time, right? But Michigan had the ability to do that because of the personnel they had, and that's just who they are. Notre Dame just has to play their game. Do what you do. Take advantage of your talent and and take advantage of the matchups that you have that may be different from what Georgia did or what Michigan did in those type of areas. Audric estimates a completely different type of running back than Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. He's a different type of running back. So you're not just going to replicate, well, just go run those plays that Michigan ran in the fourth quarter. Okay, yeah, that'll work as long as you can get like four 60-yard touchdowns beforehand because that's what softened him up for Donovan to have those two big runs in the fourth quarter, right? He had like, what, 160 carries on – 160 yards on two carries in the fourth quarter, right? So it's just not that simple. They need to do – they need to play their game. That's the key. Play your game. Execute your game at a high level, and that's what allowed them. And then now people can down the road say, hey, we got to find a way to replicate what Notre Dame did. That's what that's what it comes down to for me, Ryan. Well, I, I would say this. I think that there is such a thing as too much information at times, and I feel like you need to understand which information is more compatible with what your end goals are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this the Davison Igbenasson or whatever the heck his name is, that the old Miss transfer, like he wasn't on the football team last year. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter as much, right? Brent Denzel Burke was not playing great football last year. He's a much better player this year than he was last year. You have now a completely di- a, a different defensive line rotation than what you had last year because you lost to Ron Vincent and Jerron Cage. So now the interior defensive line rotation looks a lot different. Sonny Styles is now your starting, you know, overhang, whatever you want to call him, your star. I don't know what they call it in their system, right? And so 
I, I think that for me, it's it's what matters most is what you've seen from Ohio State this year. Ohio State last year was a okay defense at times, but like it was very up and down. This year, they look mm-hmm. a lot better to me. They look like a very good defense potentially. So yes, that matters a whole lot more to me than what you did against Georgia X amount of months ago. Right, because if you try to repeat what Georgia did, you're not going against the same defense. To your point, Ryan, you're not, and you're 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 going to be in trouble. Just kind of like if imagine if imagine if somebody said, "Hey, we're going. How do you how do you how do you stop Notre Dame? Hey, you know what? Let's go back and watch what Navy did in the second half of last year and replicate that. What's a different football team than what they were last yeah. year? Yeah. It's just not going to work. Like if Ohio State's whole game plan is built around what worked against Notre Dame in the opener last year then they're going to have trouble. But that's not what their game plan is going to be built around. It's going to be built around who Notre Dame has been their first four games. That's what it's going to be built around. All right, let's – and then the last last question here, Ryan, I just want to address this from Tommy Guns. He says, what do you – I'm going to ask this to you, Ryan, and then we'll go to the games next. What do you guys think we need to to be done more? Run to set up the pass or pass to set up the run? I think we'll have to pass first. And I I think this is kind of in, in line with what you had said earlier in the show, right, Ryan? Yeah, well, I, I think that for me, Tommy, I think that Notre Dame, I, I think what, what Ohio State settled into the groove last year against Notre Dame because Notre Dame was trying to run the football on them, and understandably so, and Ohio State said, nope, that's not going to work, so then you were dealt with a, now let's try to throw the football out of necessity more than the the what you customarily would want to do. So I really think that this is a game where you kind of loosen up that front a ton because I do believe that we'll see a lot of Sonny Styles early as that overhang defender. So you're basically going to have four down linemen, then you're going to have those three linebackers, and then maybe you sneak a Josh Proctor into the into the box a little bit as well as kind of a little bit of a bigger safety. I think that they are going to try to force you to make plays outside. And ultimately, if Notre Dame's going to win the game, they have to show that they can make some of those plays outside, some of those plays in space. So I think it's more set up the run with the pass this week. Sam, you got Sam Hartman for a reason, right? For these big moments in the football game and these big moments in big football games. So I think that you need to kind of loosen up that box a little bit because if you let guys like Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, Sonny Styles, the interior defensive line with Michael Hall and Tyleek Williams and those cats, if you let them just get comfortable and play in short spaces the whole game, they're going to be very successful. You have to make them feel extra space and uncomfortable. And I think that is throwing the football to set up the pat, uh, set up the run this week. I agree. And then Michael, thank you very much for this final super chat. He says, my contribution to your excellent work. I'm going to assume that you didn't mean to put that question mark in there, but uh, that's going to do it for this portion of the show, folks. We're going to go on to our predict our previews of this other, this weekend's other big games. But before we do, thank you all so much for being with us. It's a uh, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. Had an extensive breakdown of Notre Dame's run game against CMU that I put up on the board last night it's for premium members only. Deep dive into the statistical analysis of the game um, and also had a breakdown, Ryan. I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at it yet, but I broke down what Notre Dame did with their power concepts that I really liked in the game. Uh, why it was imperative that they get the 11 personnel run game going, which they finally did against Central Michigan. And I showed why it was important to get that going. Uh, and then also broke down their toss play and, and what made that so effective on Saturday and why it's such a great compliment to the rest of their game. So all that stuff is on the message board, but you got to be a premium member. So sign up for that at boards at ourspreakdown.com.